0: Are you a founder, co-founder, aspiring entrepreneur, or just someone who loves to hear about how companies are built? Then join us as we talk with founders and CEOs who have been there and done that. Welcome to the Founders Formula Podcast, sponsored by Hatchet Ventures. And now, your host, Chet Lovgren. All right, welcome one, welcome all to the first official episode of the Founders Formula Podcast, the show that is designed to bring you the latest and greatest stories and insights from founders worldwide who have been there and done that. I'm excited to introduce my guest today, who is a four-time founder, four-time sales leader, strategic advisor to multiple startups, chairman and ambassador of Pavilion, and he has the greatest mullet in the game, Dalton Van Hatcher. Dalton, what's going on? Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Chad. I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. Love what you're doing here and uh, couldn't be more excited to uh, to talk today.
0: And above all else, for those that are not aware, what's really exciting about episode this episode today is that Dalton is the co-founder of Hatchet Ventures, the sponsor of the Founders Formula Podcast. So we're really excited to have him here today to talk uh, you know, about his background, the founding story behind Hatchet, and then he's going to deliver us some, some great insights, words of wisdom, and golden nuggets uh, for all of you founders out there yourself. So Dalton, as we kick off the episode, your LinkedIn headline. SDR to CRO, and I know folks are pretty curious about what that looks like at a high level and your journey of where you are today. So we'll dig into Hatch Adventures, what it is, um, who it helps, and the founding story. But first, I know everybody's curious to learn a little bit more about you. So tell us the story, give us the deets, man.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, I was I was lucky enough. I started my career at a company called Blade Logic under the legendary leadership of David Acharya, who's the um, the CEO at MongoDB, and uh, John McMahon, who's um, the author of uh, the qualified sales leader. He's been a five-time CRO. He's on the board of lots of um, really successful companies like Snowflake Computing. But um, but yeah, I, I really started my career as an SDR. Um, this is back in 2007. So um, we were selling uh, automation and compliance software, and um, I really had to learn and and, and you know, it was kind of thrown into um, enterprise sales from one of the best, the creator of Medic. Um, you know, was my first boss and mentor um, right out of the get-go and so i had a, a a fun journey kind of going up through the ranks and learning different you know different um, uh, points through my career so being an sdr being a sales rep being an enterprise sales rep being an S, um, sdr leader building out corporate sales teams then moving into you know first line second line leadership and then working my way to cro and really um you know owning marketing customer success and all go-to-market functions now. And so my career um, over, over about a 15 year span, um, you know, as is, is I've had a lot of different stops along the way um, where I've uh, acquired a lot of different uh, capabilities and skills from a go-to-market standpoint, um, which has been, which has been uh, truly blessed to have had uh, that opportunity to learn from some of the best in the business.
0: Yeah. And I, I think just from like knowing you personally, as well as professionally, like, I can see that, I can see a lot of that experience and a lot of that acumen that you've gained over the years and the people that you've learned around and surround yourself with. And even when we talked past, you you talked about a personal advisory board and the concept of putting together people that can pour into your life and how awesome that is. Like companies have advisory boards, why don't people do it as much as well? And so even just those concepts, like it shows me why you're in the position you're in. Um, Before we jump into Hatchet, I do wanna kind of hear from you based off those experiences, not only as a sales leader and advisor, a four-time founder, I'm sure that's helped you continue to be successful when founding companies like Hatchet Ventures and and helping other companies as well. Um, But what specifically are like one or two key things you think you've picked up over that time where you're like, hey, this is what has made me really successful as a founder and advisor?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, first and foremost, having a growth mindset, um, really like no one's successful alone. And so I was lucky enough where um, I, I started my career in, in, in the VC world. And so Blade Logic went through an IPO. We got acquired by BMC Software at the time, which was one of the largest software companies in the world. So I was able to see really the differences between you know, a startup in, in and in a much more mature, you know, publicly traded company. And I think what I learned in, in that time and since then, I, you know, I started getting into, back into early stage startups. So I was an early employee at another company that went through an IPO called Sumo Logic. But really it was their uh, pre-product, pre-product launch, pre-revenue. And so going through that experience from you know, being one of the first 20 employees and, and then having to go through, uh, which, which is now it's a publicly traded company, and doing that a couple of times early in my career really gave me a lot of um, experiences that um, that really helped me later um, you know, build my own businesses and help other companies build their own businesses. And I think a couple of the key learnings from that is really you know, surrounding yourself with good people, people that have done it before. So you can go try to hack things on your own and it's going to take you much longer. But agility and adaptability is key when it comes to building a business speed, like how you process new information or data. And if you have a diversity of mindset and you have great people around you that have different you know, ways of solving a problem or looking at a problem, you're going to naturally solve those problems faster. And when it comes to early stage startups, it's all about speed.
0: So a recurring theme here is kind of like who you surround yourself with, your community, your network is your net worth, learn from others, soak all in all the information. I think also more importantly is when you learn from others, one thing I've recognized as a professional is that you learn that failure is not the worst thing. You know what I mean? Failure is an opportunity to grow, like you called out, growth mindset, right? And so that personal advisory board as well, you know, to hit on those things where it's like, hey tough love also like, but you need to grow here. You know, this is a thing you can't continue to not succeed at. And even, I think you've said to me in the past, also just recognizing that sometimes you're not going to have all the answers and that's what your network is there for. That's what your community, that's what your people are there for because you don't have to have all the answers and you got to really play to your strengths. hundred
1: percent. Yeah. I I would say that, you know, failures is, is, is really where the learnings are. And when learning starts is when you're um, when you leave your comfort zone and for founders, um, it's a very, it's, you're constantly uncomfortable. You have to be com- become comfortable with the uncomfortable mm-hmm. and um, you're never going to know the answers and you're always going to encounter things that you haven't done before. And so having people who can teach you their stories on maybe where they failed or maybe how they do things differently the next time, that's going to increase your, um, you know, ability. And, and we call that kind of controlling the controllables if you can put yourself in, in a position where you can learn from someone else's failure, it's going to, um, you know, it's it's going to eliminate the possibility of you going down that same rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. I love it. And so I think this is kind of a good segue into hatch adventures itself. Can you tell me the story of hatch adventures and a little bit about like, what is hatch adventures exactly? How did the company come together at the time it did? What are some of the problems you solve for your partners, who are your partners? And then of course, dig into the founding story. Like, how is this something where you're like, hey, this needs to exist, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go co-create this with someone. Like, give us the whole rundown about Hatchet.
1: Yeah, so for from my personal side, um, you know, being a co-founder of Hatchet, um, actually my wife, Jessica Van Hatcher, who is the CRO of a manufacturing company, she, she helped co-found this company with me. But one of the things that we both learned kind of early on in our business experience is that, um, you know, I, I, I actually, um, I got into advising about three or four years ago. And one of the things I learned is that, you know, when you're, when you're talking about cap tables and you're talking about equity and trading in, you know, basically um, you know, equity for knowledge or for solving problems, that's really what founders have. That's one asset they have. Cash is really um, tough when you're bootstrapped or when you're starting out and you're early, Um, especially if you, um, you know, if you have other uh, jobs that you're leaving and you really, you know, in order to be successful, you really have to go all in on this mission and on this story. And so the one asset you have as a founder is, is equity. And so what I, what I learned in advising, so I was helping, um, one of my good friends who's also in Hatchet Ventures and, and, and it's been a great success story. I helped, uh, kind of start that business edge Delta. And we went through, you know, a seed round and a series A, and we recently just raised a 63 million B, um, which is, you know, a great sex success stories. But, um, one of the things that um, I found is that you truly have to be smart about, uh, you know, your, your equity and, and what you give. And, and if you're going to acquire um, talent, talent is, um, you know, people is, is, is definitely like if you ask anyone who's been successful, it's all about people. And so you, ha- in order to get good people, you're going to have to have equity. So when, you, when you're able to give out equity, you really have to make that equity um, work for you. you, have like a return on investment. And so one of the things i also noticed is founding companies myself i helped found uh, us in technology with kendrick trotter who's um who's also a part of hatchet ventures and they're one of our portfolio companies but as we were kind of bootstrapping and we're, we're doing close to a million dollars now um, annually in revenue completely bootstrapped with two of us um, three of us at the beginning and, and and grew that out one of the things that we found um, when raising capital is that um, and, and through advising VCs are really interested in, um, you know, in in investing in more fundable companies. Um, But one of the things that I noticed when I've um, spent a lot of time advising is there aren't a lot of great resources out there for founders to make their companies more fundable or more investable. And so one of the the, one of the areas that um, I thought when I thought of Hatchet and was talking to my wife, Jessica, is what if we brought a group of people together who, you know, really understand the problem and understand what's needed to make a successful company and helped founders um, become more investable or more fundable. And so that's, that's really the the story behind Hatchet is we're a group of, um, there's 44 of us active right now. Um, You know, they're, they're founders, they're advisors, there's people who've been through exits, they're people who've led large GTM enterprise teams, their operators, their attorneys, their their um, CFOs, um, their uh, thought leaders in the RevOps space, and so what these people do is they, is we come in and we really uh, work with companies through taking equity instead of investing capital. And one of the core reasons behind that is what I found in um, starting my own business, and then also um, you know through raising capital, is a lot of times you're not going to. There's questions you need to ask or things you need to know. That you're not gonna to wanna to disclose to your investors. And so having a group of people, aka advisors, is 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 really important. And when you have advisors, they're really there for the long haul. But one of the challenges on having advisors is a lot of times those advisors um, only have one skill set. So you're giving up a pretty significant amount of cap or of, of equity to, to someone who's solving, you know, maybe one problem and you're hoping they solve a couple more. But that's one of the reasons we started Hatchet is giving these founders better tools and better uh, diverse mindset of solving problems with people who've done it before. But we take equity and for the cost of what one advisor would cost, you get 44 and they all have all different skill sets and superpowers that are going to help you when you need, you know, you're going to need different tool sets and mindsets and skill sets at different times. And that's really what Hatchet, Hatchet is about.
0: Yeah. And and also what's interesting is how, you know, you co-founded the company with your wife. And I say that because I know there are like, there are probably quite a few husband and wife duos out there or partner duos, right. That are listening and are like, Or people that are like hey we should go start this thing together and it's like well should we you know do you mix family and business how does that work Um, i myself being someone who's worked alongside my wife in one capacity or another uh, professionally and also released a product that i mean it never really went anywhere it did something for us at the time but it didn't like it didn't it didn't amount to probably the success that that you've seen in some of your companies i'm curious to hear what are some of the strengths that uh, you know, you and Jess feel that complement your working styles with one another. What are some things that you feed off of each other that you see professionally, where you're like, "This is great." You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. So, first and foremost, my wife has a much more creative and artistic mind, so that that definitely helps when it comes to branding, marketing, and she's uh, very she's excellent in that arena. So that uh, complements a lot of my you know sales skills that I've acquired over the years um, and customer success skills, but I do think that um, one of the things that's really unique about Jessica and why we decided to do this together is she comes from the manufacturing and industrial world. And so a lot of those companies, um, you know, tech is not as prevalent in those areas, but in the world today, especially after COVID and what's going on with supply chains, um, companies uh, and, and VCs are really um, interested in, in companies that are solving, uh, you know, what we call real world problems. More of like, how do we fix, how do we, you know, sustainability? How do we, um, you know, fix supply chains I- issues and really get back to making the world a smaller place? It was, you know, it was becoming smaller then COVID kind of made the world a bigger place and now people are trying to get to make it small again. But I think that she brings an, um, a, an interesting perspective and it, it really goes back to like the core foundation of, of why Hatchet's, um, you know, uniquely positioned to help people is we have people from manufacturing, we have people from healthcare and health tech, we have people from, um, you know, consumer based products, we have people from sustainability um, and what's really cool about that, and, and my wife and I are a great example of this, is you get a diversity of mindset on how to solve problems. And so when you, when you can really solve problems um, and you can see how other industries and other people in other industries solve similar problems, problems are always the same, people, process, in technology. Um, but when you have different looks at it, you become a better problem solver. And, and, and from my experience of um, you know, being successful and building companies and going through IPOs, the best companies in the world are the best problem solvers. So new, new challenges arrive and um, you know, new, new, um, new things pop up all the time. And do you have the ability to solve that problem quickly? And that's really what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, and I can be a testament to how much Dalton values her opinion in terms of creativity. Cause anytime I'd send him some branding stuff, he's like, okay, that's cool. And then all of a sudden he'd come back and go, Oh, my wife loved it. And then he was really jazzed up for it. So <laughs> you know that that's that's the stamp of approval. Is it just says it's good to go, we're good to go. Yeah, if she good, says good. it's
1: not good to go, it's not. Yeah, then we have a problem.
0: Right. <laughs> I I love that though. And I think it's uh it just reminds me of like sales specifically, like how you've you know, you pivot expertise. Like let's say you're selling to CROs and the person you're talking to might've been a two-time VP, maybe they're in their first CRO job or something of that nature. And if they've been, in the same industry, like they have three, maybe four companies of industry experience. Whereas if you're selling in that industry, you have 80 to a hundred to, depending on the company size, 700 customers experience to speak from. And I think that's, what's so cool about hatchet that I've recognized is it's not like you said, it's not one RevOps person that you're paying a portion of equity or even paying some consulting cash up front to get those questions answered that they don't want to ask anybody else or bring to their investors. You have people from all walks of life, all different functions who have all of those years of experience. So, I mean, collectively you have like 2,500 years of experience in the room in all these different areas. And that's that, that idea of community and, and networking and your advisory board. It's just like so important. So I think that's what, in my opinion, from what I've seen really separates hatchet is that it's not just like, Oh, we specialize in RevOps or Hey, we specialize in legal. It's like, dude, we got everything, you know what I mean? Anything you could probably be thinking about or be having, or, you know, need consultation on like, we're there for you, you know? And I think you've done a great job of leveraging your network to vet those professionals and, and, and bring a slew of what you said, nearly over 40 individuals, right? We're at 40, almost at 50.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, one of the things that I would, um, you know, advice i give to any founders out there who are, you know, looking to build and and, and, and take capital or investment is the uh, investors are really going to judge you on your ability to solve problems, but also like, you know, they're really betting on the team. Like, it, you know, if there's a problem and there's money to be made um, and there's a return on investment by virtue, that's, that, you know, that's a big indicator that someone would probably invest in it. But what they're really um, betting on in early stage uh, VC is on the team. Can that team execute? And so if you have a bigger team that has more experience and has more success, um, it, you're, you're automatically in a better position to execute on things. And so, um, you know, a lot of founders and even myself, when, um, you know, we were starting us in tech and some of the other companies I've started, it, it was a challenge to, um, to acquire the, you know, it took me a while to go and um, find the right people to, you know, help me with those problems. And so I've, um, you know, the, those people who have who've been very helpful, they're very good. I've held on to those people. And a lot of those same people are in Hatchet, because um, we've, 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 you know, kind of built this formula, if you will, where, um, you know, you you need these certain aspects of, of building. And it's not just, you know, always marketing and sales. It's, you know, operational efficiencies. It's, you know, embedding rev ops early. It's understanding customer success and experience in the customer journey. And it's also legal. Like a lot of times, just like legally, how are you going to structure things? And so, um, for, for, for that journey, it's, it's very difficult. And so you never want to do this alone. And so we think um, by providing this model and the ROI um, you know, that, that comes with that, we can really help these founders build better businesses with a better ROI.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we're seeing it in the, in the portfolio, right? I mean, us in tech, I think, is a, is a very, very good example. Um, you know. And we have uh, left we'll Kendrick on a future episode to talk a little bit more about, about that and, and the company and his story, which I'm excited for as well. Um, but you can see it in the results. Um, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here because I'm kind of interested. As someone who's not only been a sales leader four times over also a current advisor and, continue, and has been an advisor in the past for other companies, but also has companies that you're advising right now outside of Hatchet as well as inside of Hatchet and then being a four-time founder. What about starting like this kind of model, which was new to you, was kind of challenging? Like what was like the thing where we talk about failure and learning, what was that learning moment for you as you were founding Hatchet that you think was kind of interesting that you hadn't experienced four times in the past?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, that the hardest part of, um, of you know, building a community is getting the right people. And so, um, you, you know, if you have really good people, those problems a lot of times take care of themselves. And I would say that, um, after um, helping build out uh, Pavilion, so when I started at Pavilion, it was about 700 uh, members, and now we have over 9,000 on, you know, all all cont- uh, well, six probably of the of the continents, but uh, not Antarctica, maybe. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I think that in the in learning going through that process and then also building the us in uh, Tech community, it really is about the people, and so. Um, You know, when I uh, Jess and I started building Hatchet, we're really intentional about about the right type of people and um, the people that are in um, that are in uh, Hatchet have a bias for action, a bias for help. And they also um, are builders. And so when builders uh, talk to another builder, they understand each other. And, um, you know, it's a lot of the people that um, you've had on your show, some of the folks you've had on your show. And then a lot of the people in our portfolio, when you meet those people, you, you, a lot of times you feel like you've known them for a long time because you look, you view the world very similarly, but you have differences. You came from a different background or have a different perspective on how you grew up or, you know, how you were influenced in your work. But at the end of the day, anyone who's in early stage um, venture is a builder. And so, um, getting a group of builders and, and really, you know, each, each company is going to be built to their own, um, you know, their house is going to be custom to them and how they view it. But getting other people's perspective may change or may make, may you, make you think about something differently. And so the learnings, I would say, um, is really just making sure you get the right people um, you know, and, and spending the time on that, and you know, it goes to building businesses. So a lot of companies struggle, um, you know, in, in, in early days. With um, with talent, with people, or they think they perceive it as product market fit, or they perceive it as other um, challenges. But really, it comes down to the people. If you find um, the best people who can really truly help you, it's going to accelerate everything. And so that that was a big learning for me was making sure um, I was very intentional about who we're going to get, and making sure also that it was a diverse uh, mindset, but also diverse in skill set. And that was a big learning that I, I found from us in tech was we were, um, you know, at the beginning, we had a lot of advisors, but they had a lot of similar skill sets. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, one of the things that I learned there was like, we really need to make sure that we acquire different skill sets into our advisory board.
0: And um, that that was a big learning
1: for us. And it's I've applied that to Hatchet as well.
0: That's awesome. And in terms of like what you're talking about, you know, those, those companies that are you know, in the, in the mode where hatchet helps. Like if I was to come to you and I was a first time founder and I was like, Hey, here's, here's all my problems. Here's all my stuff. And this is what I'm going through and, and thinking specifically probably to like seeking investment, right? What's some advice you would give me with the uncertain times ahead. And I say uncertain when we know what's gonna happen. It just hasn't happened yet. So when we say uncertainty, like we all know what's gonna happen. We just have to have it happen. But what kind of advice would you give me in like a consultation session, high level, if I was like, hey, I'm seeking investment, first time founder, but I'm kind of nervous about what's going on in the market. What would be what would be Dalton's word of wisdom?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say, um, you know, when it comes to business to business, um, you know, which a lot of the companies we work with are, but we do work with business to consumer, too, which is just a different, you know, it's a different beast. But what I would say is that um, people only buy a business to business solution for two reasons, one, to make money or to save money. And when it comes to investment, by virtue, you're, you're you're really taking a loan and then, you know, there's an expectation of a return on investment at some point. And so what I would say is you really have to think about um how are you helping companies solve that problem which is make money or save money um and so uh when when it comes to you know working with that with the hatch Ventures portfolio when it comes to being investable um, we we spend a lot of time on what we call the mantra is like what is the before state of this um of the problem you're trying to solve and what are the negative consequences of that What's the after state that um, you know, you're proposing that people want to get to and what are the positive business outcomes that happen from that? Then what are the required capabilities for, for those people to get there? How do you do it at your company and how do you do it better than anyone else? And what are some key proof points and why, are, why is this team the best position to, uh, to, to go and uh, tackle that problem? And if you can kind of formulate your pitch in that manner, it's going to automatically be more investable because, um, you know, people uh, naturally have a short attention span. And so you have to really captivate that and speak the language of investment and investment truly is investment. And so that that's the advice I give to any founders is work on, you know, really boiling this down and simplifying it. And the common mistake that most founders make is they overcomplicate things because they're an expert at what they do. And what they know but that doesn't mean that someone on the receiving end is gonna is gonna understand that and so most of the time that we spend at the beginning stage kind of phase one is helping our uh, founders kind of formulate that story so it becomes more investable
0: yeah and i could totally see that as someone who's really entrenched in sales and leadership if i was to like try to solve a problem in sales and leadership i can imagine going to a real estate tycoon who doesn't really bother with that and just being like look at all this stuff and they're like dude you're talking about stuff that's way over my head. Like, just give me, give me the, give me the high level stuff. Give me the outline. Sell me on you and the team you put in front of you. You know, I <laughs> could definitely see that being a being a struggle. Um, it seems like you know, with, with all the talk about the economic downturn that people are worried about this and people are being tighter with their pocketbooks and maybe to some extent, but through what I've seen through hatchet, it looks like in terms of the pre-seed and seed, like things are going great for everyone, right? Like people are out here raising money. It's probably really the, the growth stage companies that might have a little bit more sales pressure on them. What are you seeing in the market right now, as of, you know, August, 2022, in terms of, you know, investing rounds and, and funding being raised at an earlier stage startup?
1: Yeah, I think initially there was um, kind of some some pause that happened. But um, what I'm seeing um, most recently is it's, it's really starting to, to pick up again on early on the early stage. And so what I've seen in the market is um, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, bigger firms started investing earlier in companies and doing larger rounds. And I think with this kind of great reset and you know inflation and how we look at valuations of, of companies, um, you know, there, there's there's definitely a little bit of a reset, especially in the tech sector around that. But what I would say is um, there's still a need, and always will be, to um, you know to invest in the right uh, team early, and so. Um, that's why um, I'm excited about uh, the opportunity to hatch and why we've had a lot of success in the short time we've been around and working with companies is, you know, is, is we're really um, giving them the skill sets to, you know, go in and, and, and brokering the introductions to make them inv- uh, to get the investment. But I think um, from an investment standpoint, you're going to see more and more VCs um, enter into uh, earlier stage companies. And it's, it's been that way for the last uh, four or five years. And I think with added pressure from overseas, um, the domestic uh, uh, kind of venture capital world is 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 really going to continue to um, move downstream, meaning like go invest in companies um, at earlier stages. And so what that means for for founders is you have to um, you you really have to start thinking about the tool sets that you have and the knowledge you acquire to build a better business. Because those companies, like I mean, amazing uh, VCs. Um, are out there investing in really early stage and in in pre-seed rounds now. And um, I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, founders have to remember that when a VC invests in you, they're going to offer help and they are going to offer some resources, but it's really up to you as a founder to go build the business you want to build. They're not going to build it for you. And so um, having, you know, things like Hatchet and other resources, Founders Institute and other, you know, there's a lot of different resources out there that will like help you, um, you know, formulate ideas. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's really important that you surround yourself with people, um, whether it's through Hatchet or not, with people that have done it before. And that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah. And I can I can just uh, in closing, I can speak as a testament to that, um, just in the in the, you know, how much we appreciate at the Founders Formula Podcast, having Hatchet as a sponsor and the stuff that we've been able to work through and even the stuff you've been able to help us with launch, you know, Um, and some of the story and some of the concepts and the calls you've jumped on to help craft that. So, you know, for what it's worth, Founders Formula is not a, uh, it's not an early stage startup or a high growth company, but Dalton definitely, he definitely knows his stuff and he's been able to provide a lot of value, um, even to just our measly little podcast uh, in terms of just helping us craft that story and get off the ground and be able to, you know, just, Really, really get off the ground running. Like, uh, you know, the SalesRx podcast is great, but uh, the the kickstart that we've already had at Founders Formula and what we've been able to see has been awesome so far. And so, really glad to have you all on the uh inaugural episode of the podcast as our uh very beloved sponsors. And in closing, Dalton, uh, any any words of wisdom, any pieces of advice that you would want to give the listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So In this kind of reset that's happening right now, quality of revenue and your ability to make a dollar and like how much it costs to make that dollar is is going to be the end all be all and what people value the most. Um, And I do think obviously you have to have a big addressable market and there needs to be product market fit, but there's a big reset around quality revenue. And so... What that means is you really as a founder you really have to be good and lean and smart about how you build and bootstrapping um i think a little bit had some negative con- connotation to it uh, a couple maybe a couple years ago before covid in today's world it is um you know it's it's valued um it's uniquely valued and so what i would tell uh, all the founders out there is really start thinking about quality revenue and how you're going to build a lean business and an operationally sound and operationally efficient business and so um, I would advise to lean on really good operators and people have done it before to kind of help you through that problem. Because if you want to be investable, it really is going to come down to like, you know, execution and quality of revenue. Um, and so that's, that's how I kind of, uh, for any, uh, uh, if for any founder out there, you know, really starting to think about that early is going to help
0: you in the long run. I love it. Quality of the dollar that's going to go in the that's going to go on the takeaway deck that we publish on linkedin that's going to be the quote the quality of the dollar is more <laughs> important now than ever um, dalton uh, you know we'll put in the show notes how everybody can connect with the founders formula podcast how they can connect with you and connect with Hatchet. Um, but if they need a more personalized touch how can people reach out to you or hatch adventures for possibly consultation or just to connect and grow their network and and be part of what you're building
1: yeah absolutely so dalton at hatchadventures.com uh, d a l t o n at hatchadventures.com also on LinkedIn, um, Dalton Van Hatchet um, is my name on LinkedIn. So feel free to, to message me there. But you know, if you want to send me a note or to info at Hatch Adventures. Um, we're about to launch our website here in the next, uh, you know, uh, week or two. But um, we're really excited. We're we are, um, you know, working. We have about twelve portfolio companies already, um, and that's continuing to grow week by week. So we're really excited and have had a lot of success stories and help people raise funds um, in the short existence we've had. So really excited about that. But um, appreciate uh, your time today, Chad, and what you're doing. I love the podcast, giving founders, um, you know, more insights into how to build a better business. Is is really going to help, um, you know, create more access and um, you know more availability for uh, founders in the market. So I'm really excited about what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy because for those of you that don't know give you a little insight on the founding of Founders Formula. I had this concept when I was doing my other podcast where I was just like, you know, I really love people's stories and I really want to learn more from founders because that's what's really exciting to me is entrepreneurship and founders and and how not only they got to where they were, but how they got the company to where they were. Mm-hmm. Then Dalton and I recorded for my previous podcast, the SalesRx podcast, and Dalton had the soundbite where he was talking about, I'm really obsessed with people and their stories and how things came to be. And after the podcast, Dalton, I think we talked for like 30 minutes about this concept for a Founders podcast and all these things. And you were super encouraging and did everything you could to see me grow in that. So that was awesome. So again, speaking as a testament to the efficiency of Hatch Adventures, there you go, folks. That's where we're at. So encourage you to reach out. And likewise, Dalton, I appreciate your time and your consideration today um, in spreading the insights and giving the knowledge to, to our listenership. So thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it.